for just a little bit on worshiping with shepherds and worshiping with wise men. Worshiping with shepherds and worshiping with wise men. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 15, it said, And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them unto heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And then in, in Matthew chapter 2, we're going to be talking about um, the uh, shepherds. In Matthew chapter 2, I'm sorry, we're going to be talking about the wise men. Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young man with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Lord, we love you, praise you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for your presence, asking you, Lord, to touch God and to move, be with us. God, we're going to give you all the praise, glory, and honor. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Can everyone say amen? Amen. You may be seated. It might have been a silent night for most of the people in Bethlehem that day. But that glorious night, the shepherds were out watching their sheep when all of a sudden an angel appeared unto them. An angel appeared unto them, praise God, and said, Behold, amen. They weren't expecting angels. They might have been expecting a wolf. They might have been expecting trouble. They might even have been expecting a storm. And they didn't expect an angel. They wasn't looking for an angel. But their response was full of excitement. And their, their words were, let us now go. Let us go now. Let us not think about it. Let us not vote on it. Let us not plan on it. But let us go, let us go now. So you got to think about this. They left their flocks. Shepherds left their flocks to go and see and worship the Christ child. On the other hand, somewhere around that area, it was at the birth of Christ that was believed, or just a little bit after him, the heavens had opened up and there was a star, a bright star that was noticed by some wise men. They were probably astrologers of that day who studied the stars and knew that the God of creation, at least, who made the heavens and the earth, makes and uh, has everything in order, had stars lined up. And they knew that something had happened, and so they too left, praise God, their area to search out for the 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 um, the star. Although we sing in our songs and in our manger plays, uh, we sing about the 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 three wise men that was at the manger scene. We understand that uh, it took them a long time. They weren't just there right at the manger scene. There was some years of traveling, years of looking. Uh, we know that it, they had came a long way to look for the Christ child. And, and so it was not just an instant thing. 
It took them some time. Time did not delay them in keep searching out for the Christ child. Because after they had arrived at Mary's and Joseph's house, the Bible tells us that they came to the house. And they had went by the, uh, they had went by and, uh, they, the book of Matthew tells us, records that King Herod had, uh, uh, they had met King Herod. So King Herod had called all the men and found out that this child possibly might have been at least two or three years old. And so when King Herod had demanded that all the children from two under be killed, it must have been approximately two years before they actually got to the house of Joseph and Mary. And so it was a long process, but they were willing to do it. Praise God. When the wise men arrived, the Bible says they brought gifts. They brought them gold. They brought them frankincense, and they brought them myrrh. Praise God. They presented these gifts to the Lord as worship. David in the Old Testament, when he came up to Uriah, and he wanted to give a sacrifice unto his God, the, he told him, he said, Uriah told him, he says, here is, the, here is the sacrifice, here is the wood, here is the lamb, here is everything that I have. Here, here is for your sacrifice, David. Sacrifice unto your God. David said, I'm going to pay you for this. And he said, no. He said, just take it as a gift. David had a concept there. Because David said unto him, in 2 Samuel 24, 24, But David said, I will not give a sacrifice unto God, of that which it does not cost me nothing. In other words, praise God, I'm only going to sacrifice what cost me something. I'm not going to give to God something that is just from the fruit. There are times in our lives when we need to learn to suffer sometimes in our giving unto God and our sacrifice. Praise God. And so he said, I'm not going to give a sacrifice unto God that does not cost me anything. It's going to cost me something. You see, our worship is a form of sacrifice unto God. Praise God. Our worship is a form of sacrifice to God. They might not, the wise men might not have known everything about Christ. But they knew enough to bring him gifts of worship. So here's the thing. While the shepherds left their flocks behind to go worship Jesus, the wise men had traveled the long way to bring their treasures unto him. So we have an example here unto us of two group, two men, <clears throat> two groups. I'm sorry, two groups of men that are struggling to find Jesus. One leaves their sheep, the other brings of their gifts. You see, there are times in our lives when it involves us leaving something behind to go to the Lord. 
If we're going to worship him, we're going to have to leave something behind. There are some things in our lives that we just have to leave behind, praise God. And the shepherds did that. The shepherds had to leave behind to come to the Lord. There are times in our lives when we come to worship God that we have to bring something to God. And so there are the two scenarios in our lives when we come to God, when we worship Him. Praise God. So while the shepherds left their flocks behind to worship Jesus, the wise men traveled a long way to bring treasures unto them. They came to Jesus and brought their gifts. Praise God. Sometimes worshiping the Lord involves leaving some things behind. The shepherds had to do that. They left their sheep. They were shepherds. They loved them sheep. Them sheep was precious to them. Jesus even talked about a shepherd. A shepherd that uh, would take care of his sheep. But these shepherds that were taking care of their sheep, when the Lord called them, the Bible said they never even questioned it. They left them behind. Praise God. At times, worship is shown in the way that we will leave some things behind us. When we've come out of the world, there's some things that you just have to leave behind. The shepherds did. And in their worship to him, hey man, they had to leave behind. There are things in my life. There was a time I played racquetball and I I got so wrapped up in racquetball. That my emotions, I I love competition. I just love uh, competing. And and I can't even tell you who won the last game. But when the game's going on, praise God, I'm in there. I'm at it. I tell them, I'll say, look, I said, as your friend, I've got your back. But when we're in the game, you're on your own. I'm going to beat you. And uh, so, I mean, I got so wrapped up in racquetball that I had to, uh, I got emotionally wrapped up in it, and I had to say, I'm not playing for a while. Praise God. I'm not going to play for a while. There are some things that to worship God, to go to God, you've got to leave behind. There are some things that, hey man, that you might have to leave behind that somebody else may not have to leave behind. Praise God. Thank you. It, ooh. Thank you, sir. I, uh, I joked up somehow there. Thanks. But there are times when you just have to leave it behind. You have to, there's something that, that, that starts to get between you and God. When the Lord, when the angels came to those shepherds and said to the shepherds, they said, uh, you know, behold this, the Savior. The shepherds could have said, hey, we got sheep. These sheep are ours. But they didn't say that. They said, let us go now and leave the sheep. There was a man that came to Jesus one day, and he said, I'm going to follow you, but I need to go bury my father, for he is dead. Jesus, it it probably was an excuse. Very well believed it was an excuse. Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. You come and follow me. You see, when the Lord calls us, we have to drop everything. 
Anything that gets between us and God, we have to drop. We have to be willing to drop it. Amen. There are some things in our lives that we've got to leave. We've just got to leave it behind us. Amen. And say, that's, that's, it's gone. At times, worship involves us leaving some things behind, like the shepherd did. And there are times in worship that involves bringing some things with us to present unto the Lord, here God, like the wise men did. Webster tells us that worship is to regard with great extravagance. It's to have great respect. It's to have great honor. Praise God. It's to have great devotion. We have to be careful that we honor the things of God and we honor the, the ways of God and that we respect it and that there's a respect there. Amen. And that is our worship unto the Lord. That's what we worship. I've often said the reason people stay married to each other is because they have respect for each other. If you don't have respect for one for another, when you learn, there was a time I was going with the, I had a friend and I said, get your wife, I'll get my wife. I said, we'll go to, uh, we'll go bowling. Oh, she does what she wants to and I do what I want to. And I'm like, ooh. Okay. Praise God. And then he ended up, she was going, she did go her way. She went her way more than that. Praise God. If you don't have respect for somebody, you, 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 you lose that respect for them and then you start treating them. You know, you buy a Coke in a can. And the reason you keep that Coke is because there's Coke in the can. What happens when the Coke's gone in the can? You didn't want the can. You didn't care about the can. You throw it away. Praise God. Because there's no appreciation or respect or desire for that. When you desire the things of God, these shepherds desired God. They desired the things of God. And whenever the angels come along, these shepherds said, Amen. This is what I want. This is my primary desire, and so this is what I'm going for. I can't have two wives. My wife can't have two husbands. Praise God. So, yeah. Yeah. So, praise the Lord. You got to be care you 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 can only have one. Amen. And so you got to have that. And that's what you've got to have. Amen. And so <clears throat> we cannot have two gods. You can only have one God. Webster tells us that it's the extravagant worship. You see, our love for God <clears throat> should be manifest in our worship for him. <clears throat> we should worship him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. You ought not be any, I'm sorry, you ought not be, there, I'm sorry, there ought not be anything we would be willing to leave for God. And also, there ought not be anything we would not be willing to give to God. God ought to be number one in both sense. I will leave anything for God. This is not more important to me than my God. Praise God. And 
I will give it to God. If God requires it of me, you might say, well, it's a sacrifice. Praise God. That's your worship unto the Lord. Do you realize that when you give to God, that's your worship? You know, it's amazing to me. It all stems down to worship. It all just stems down to your desire for God. Every one of us in here has things that can mean more to us than God. It could be our time. It could be our efforts. It could be our money. Do you realize that when you give to God, it is a form of worship? Do you realize that when you do something for God, it is a form of worship? You might say, Brother White, I'm not able to give financially because of my financial state at this point. And I understand that, but what about of your time? What about giving something to God of your time? Coming to the house of the Lord and doing a little janitorial work or running the sweeper or dusting or something of that sort. Giving of the Lord your time, your effort, praise God. Prayer, giving unto the Lord prayer, sacrificing some time in prayer. Not only does our worship honor God, but nothing is more fulfilling to the human being than being in the presence of the Lord and being in the Spirit of God. Worshiping Him with all our heart. I don't know about you, but that is a good feeling to me. When I'm in the presence of the Lord, and I'm feeling His presence and the Holy Ghost, the Sunday night services that we have is just so tremendous to me. You know, all week, all day long, I will struggle with Sunday night service because I have to prepare. But going home Sunday night, I tell the Lord, I'm so glad I had church tonight. Praise God. It, there's such a good feeling inside. Amen. When I come to him in worship and in praise, but it costs something. There's, uh, it costs my time. It costs my effort. It costs my energy. It costs everything that I, you know, not everything, but it costs, uh, you know, a lot that I have. But before we worship the Lord, we have to have the knowledge and the education of who we're worshiping. Jesus <clears throat> told the woman at the well, he said, ye worship, ye know not what. But we know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. You see, she was not worshiping the real true thing of God. You have to be careful of what you are worshiping. You have to know the Lord to worship Him. I'm sure that those shepherds had some kind of doctrine that they followed. Probably the Old Testament. But you see, when the Lord, when the angels came, it was the beginning of the New Testament. They were no longer going to live according to the law, but now they're going to live according to Christ. You see, Christ isn't some old doctrine in the past. Christ is a new thing. And when you find the Lord, you've got to know who He is, and that starts with an experience with Him. Y'all know me, because you talk to me, you see me. We're together. Praise God. So you know me. When you begin to know the Lord and when you begin to have a relationship with Him and when you begin to pray and when you begin to talk to God, 
Praise the Lord. And just talk to him just like he's your friend. I mean, I, when I was a little kid, I used to lay in my bed and just talk to God. Just talk to him like he was my friend. I talk to him today. I'm like, Lord, you know me. I came by the church yesterday and spent some time doing some things. And I just talked to the Lord. I said, Lord, you know me. I want to do what you want me to do. But, you know, I just, you know, help me to know what it is. Help me to live the way you want me to live. Help me to walk. That's the way you talk to God. And that's the way you know him. And that's why, that's the way you worship him. You see, that night that the angel appeared unto the Lord, the shepherds was, praise God, a new revelation unto them. You see, true biblical worship will satisfy the soul. I'm telling you, I love my wife, I love my family, I love my business, I love my church, I love my God, and it, and the last, the middle part of that might not be in the order, but but I, I just love it all. But I'm telling you what, the reason I get up every morning is because of Jesus Christ. It's because my relationship with him. I don't take my satisfa- satisfaction in my wife. I don't take my satisfaction in my job. I don't take my satisfaction in my all those things. My satisfaction comes in Jesus Christ. Praise God. Amen. And when you have that satisfaction, when you, when you feel complete in him, I am complete in him. Now, let's go have some fun. huh? Praise God. You see, the, the shepherds were being summered, summoned to a higher place of worship than ever before. And they took that and they went with it. Praise God. You know, sometimes... To uh, get uh, get to Jesus, you've got to step out on faith. Peter was in the boat, and Jesus was on the water. And Peter, praise God, looked over at Jesus, and Jesus looked over at Peter, and Peter says, Lord, let me come unto you. And Jesus says, come on. He would have never got to Jesus if he wouldn't have stepped out in faith. There's sometimes when you've got to step out in faith. Some of your greatest blessings will be those that you will get when you step out in faith. Praise God. Some of the greatest things in life will happen when you step out in faith. Praise God. Step out on the water and trust Jesus. He Peter had his eyes on the Lord. The Bible says when he began to look at his troubles. Anytime you begin to look at your troubles, you're going to start getting scared. But whenever you look unto Jesus, Hebrews tells us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Your faith must come in walking with the Lord. There are times that you have to leave things behind. When a person comes to the Lord, when a person leaves the things in the world, they have to leave. Amen. Some of their friends, they've got to leave some of their ways. They've got to leave some of the ways that they're thinking. All these years I've worked, praise God, with people I've learned. Amen. That as people, we have a way that gets us through life. It might be a way that got us through being a child. We were able to survive as being a child because we thought a certain way. 
And that way helped us to survive growing up and living. And we think, praise God, that we need to continue with that type of thing so that we can survive. Sometimes you have to let that old thinking go. Praise God. Because where it might have gotten you through, first of all, it was the old way of getting through. There's new ways. Life changes. Society changes. People change. We are no longer with the VCR anymore. Praise God. Amen. Things change. It's like the lady that her son told her, says, I'm going to buy you a digital camera. Well, I can't afford to film. Things change. Praise God. People move on. Things get better. Hopefully. But we need to leave those old thoughts behind. Yes, it makes us comfortable. Yes, it makes us feel better. But we need to leave those things behind and move on forward. Praise God. And there's some things in our lives that we've got to leave behind. Peter had to step out of the boat. And he had to walk on the water. So that he was able, praise God, to Get unto the Lord. And there's times when we have to do that. If we want to come to Jesus and become all He wants us to be, we may have to leave some things behind. And there are times when we have to be willing, or there's always that we have to be willing to leave everything behind. Nothing means as much to the Lord to me as God. You know, I know I said it the other day, and I'm going to say it again. I've been working on this principle. God came to Abraham, and he said to Abraham, he said, I want you to sacrifice your son Isaac. Now, that is a pagan thing. God would never formally allow that to happen. He would never ask a man to sacrifice his son. Now, we know the story. We know that God stopped him. God was not going to let him fulfill it. But the question was, was Abraham willing to do it even though he knew it was against what God wanted him to do? So the question was, was, willing, was Abraham willing to do anything? And I think what God was trying to do was God was trying to find out or show in the heart of Abraham because he knew. But he was trying to show in the heart of Abraham because sometimes God knows, but he allows things to happen so that it's a process with us. In other words, Jesus didn't have to roll the stone away for the disciples to find that he had arisen. But he did it so that the disciples knew he had risen. So there are some things that God allows in our hearts because it needs to be a process that develops in us. So God wanted Abraham to get to the point to where Abraham was willing to give everything, even the law unto him. Because part of the problems of the Pharisees was the Pharisees took ownership of the law. And they got upset with Jesus when he 
healed a man on the Sabbath. You can't do that. Why? Because the law says you can't do that. Here's a God of glory. They ought to be falling down in worship and say, hey, God, if you want to make the devil God, you're God. You can do that. Do you understand what I'm saying to you today? But sometimes we get to the place to where we're telling God what he can do and what he can't do. And God tells Abraham, he said, sacrifice your son. Abraham could have said, no, I'm not sacrificed. That's a pagan worship. But see, you don't tell God no. And God was checking Abraham's heart. And we've got to be careful that we don't do the same thing. That we don't get to the point to where we start telling God what he can, what he can do in the church, with his people, and etc. Praise God. You see, we've got to give God everything. You know, I mean, our kids growing up in our home will, will all the time try to tell us how our home is going to be operated by. Do you ever have one of your kids correcting the other? No, you're not the parent. I'm the parent. You just sit there. Praise God. Amen. And we get to the point to where we, now it's nice to advise and it's nice to say this is this and this is that. But when we get to the point, I, I've done it. I've gotten angry with God because Monday was nice, Tuesday was nice, and a nice snowy day. I mean, I studied, I got ready, I was ready for service. And uh, I had taken some hours of my time, and I was ready for a Wednesday night great Bible study. Praise the Lord. I made sure the snow was plowed. I made sure the walks were swept. I got everything ready. I could turn the heat on. And all of a sudden, praise God, at 3 o'clock on Wednesday night, a big old snowstorm would come in. God, what are you doing? Praise God. I think sometimes God said, let's just do it to teach him, you know. I'm God. And there are times God will do things in your life just to show you you're God. And we do it with our kids. I'm going to teach you that I'm the parent. Praise God. I've had to do that with my kids. I'm going to teach you I'm the parent. Praise God. And so here's the punishment. And you will obey what's under me. And so, praise God, when we give to God, we got to give to him. Amen. We've got to leave some things behind. We've got to leave it in the hands of the Lord. God, I'm trusting you. God, I don't like what you're doing in my life. I don't like what's happening. You know what really bothers me sometimes? And that is sometimes we tell God how upset we are because we are going through something, and it's something we have done to ourselves. We did it to ourselves. Praise God. Amen. We've got to leave it to God. God, it's yours. God, I trust you. God, I, I, you know, you know it's, it's amazing to me how that we all have that situation that is against us or the situation that we don't like. And we, see, we kind of go to the Lord and we say, Lord, 
if only I didn't have this bad situation. I could have handled anything but this bad situation. And it would have been something else. You understand what I'm saying today? Today, Praise God. If we want to come to Jesus, we have to be willing to give him everything. Lord, everything. He meant when Abraham had to leave his country, he had to leave. There are times in life when God will call you out. Sometimes God will call on us to leave some things out behind in a form of worship. That's a worship unto God. You're putting it, you're worshiping unto the Lord. You're giving it unto God. It's your devotion unto him. Praise God. God should always be first in our lives. Other gods in our lives could be our jobs. People search for jobs, want satisfaction in jobs. They want to be satisfied in jobs with their job. My business kind of is, I almost call it like a drug, my business. Sometimes when things get overwhelming, I just go out and wash windows. <laughs> I'm just busy washing windows. Somebody says, I don't understand how you handle so much. Well, I'm just busy. Busyness sometimes is a way of me uh, it's like a drug to me. I just, when I get busy, I get busy. When I'm not busy and when I don't have really anything to do, I, I'm, I just, I get, I'm not good. So if you need me, give me a call. Help me, support me in drugs. Anyways, praise God. Amen. I, like, I mean, it's just, it is. Praise God. But I'll be honest with you, my God is in the middle of it all too. You understand what I'm saying? But sometimes our jobs, success, People that, that, that go for success, beauty, people that are beautiful and uh, pretty, amen, that's their God, or money, money, Bible says you can't serve God or man them, praise God, those are just a few, you see in Matthew nineteen sixteen through 22, Jesus tells us a story about a man that came to him that was rich, and the rich man said unto him, he, he, said, unto, he, he, he said unto the Lord, he said, good master, <clears throat> <clears throat> good meant God. There's no one good but God, so he called him God. Master is controller, so he said, you are my God and you are my controller. And the Lord said unto him, he said, okay, you call me good master. Great. I'm good. I'm God. I need to be worshipped. I am master, so I am controller. Okay, let's check this and see. He said, he went through the commandments. I have studied, I've done the commandments from my youth up. Jesus would have said to him, if he wouldn't have done that, Jesus would have said, no, you haven't. Praise God. But he, <clears throat> he did. Obviously, the man covered it all. So Jesus says, okay, I'm going to reach into your life, and I'm going to touch you. You see, that's the thing about God. When we have God as our master, he will look at the thing in our life that means the most to us, and that's what he'll touch. So here's the deal. If you have a job... And that job means more to you than God. In other words, you will get up and go to that job, but you're not sure you'll get up and go to church. God will reach in and he will make your job miserable because he loves you as a father and you'll never be completed with that job. If it is money, if you cannot do properly with your money, what you should do, then money is your God. Then God will reach down and he will let you struggle financially. If it is your mate that's more to you than God, 
then God will reach down and he will put problems between you and your marriage. Allow problems to come between you and your marriage. Because God wants you saved. You know, God's not just doing this because he's a mean God. God's doing this because he wants you to find the satisfaction of living for him. He wants you at the end of the day to feel complete and satisfied in him. So he reached into the rich man's life and he said to him, go and sell everything you have and give it to the poor. If the man would have turned around, he may have done the same thing like he did to Abraham. He may have reached out and grabbed him on the shoulder and turned around and said, you're going to do it? Yes, I'm going to do it. No, don't. Now I know you have proven to yourself because God already knew. But that's not what the rich man did. The rich man left sorrowful. Do you know what? I'm going to preach this tonight. But do you know what? If that rich man would have went and sold everything he has, as rich as he was, praise God. God, you cannot outgive God. That rich man was rich because he knew how to make investments. But he did not make the best investment of his life. Because if he would have went and gave what God told him to give, he would have had the best investment that he had ever made. You don't outgive God. Praise God. And there's a second part to that message, but I'm Lord's willing going to preach it tonight if God keeps going. Praise God. But you see, in, contra in contrast to the shepherds, he men who were poor and lonely, they didn't have anything to really give, so God required them to leave. But with the wise men, praise God. You see, there are some things, there are sometimes, I'm sorry, there are things other than money that you have to leave, like people. You've got, if there's people in your life that is not beneficial between you and God, sometimes you've got to get away. How about the things you watch? The things you watch. There are things I will not watch. There's series as I get in, and I'm thinking, this is not helping me with my relationship with God, and so I get out of it. There are things that we do. There are things that we have. There may be things that you have. Praise God. If there's things that you have that you can't stay away from, then get away from it. If you, if, you, if you have a problem on a computer watching pornography, get rid of the computer. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Like many of the Jews during Jesus' time, the shepherds realized that the path that they were on was not leading them to the growth and the fulfillment. And so they left their sheep and went on. Praise God. Amen. The shepherds show us the importance of presenting ourselves to the Lord and giving us to God. But then the wise men. Let's talk about the wise men. The wise men brought gifts. When we come to worship, we ought to bring gifts that tell Jesus we recognize who he is and desire to give him to worship because he's worthy. Amen. Matthew 2 and 11 says, And when they were coming to the house, 
they saw the young child and Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I don't think that they purposely brought that, but I also think that they were, when you're searching for the Lord and your mind is open, God will lead you. The Bible said he'll lead you into all truth. How many times in your lives have you been searching for what God wants you to do and you did it not thinking about what you do? I will tell you something. I get up here and I preach and I teach, okay? And I say things under, I just go try to go according to the Holy Ghost and I let him talk through me. You may be sitting there thinking, my God, he's talking to me. Or my God, somebody must have tell him about something that I did. No, they didn't. And to be honest with you, I don't know who you are. Now, I would, some preachers will pretend to know, and I know who this is for. Because it makes people put him on a higher pedestal. But there are times when God will use you, and you don't realize he's using you. I did a home Bible study one time, and I would go teach the home Bible study and come home. And the husband would chew the wife out. You told him about us. You told him about our situation. And it, I didn't know anything. I just knew in the Holy Ghost. So these wise men, they brought these gifts. They were searching for the Lord. The thing of it is, hear this. Please hear what I'm about to say to you. If you want God in your life and you are searching for him, he will help you find him. He will help you do the right thing. He will help you make the right choices. I've often said, if you want the will of God, then the best way to do that is to not have a will of your own. And just say, God, whatever you want. But they brought these gifts. These wise men may have not understood what they were bringing, but these gifts were truly of a reflection of what Jesus was. You see, the gold was a representation of his royalty. They brought frankincense, which was a gift that represented his divinity, his dualness. Praise God. And among them, they brought myrrh, which represented his death, burial, and resurrection. His burial, because that's what they used when they buried a person. So they brought these gifts, and to them, that's all they had. That's what God had, had given them. That's what was a, a gift to them, and they brought that to the Lord. And when they did, God said, amen. It was, a, it was a prime example of what God, you see, today we can bring to him our desire, showing him our lives. Praise God. And it's got to be based on happiness. We can bring him our love. We can love him and bring love to him. Last but not least, we choose to strive and worship him. Not just on Christmas Day, praise God, when we celebrate his birth. But to a Christian, it ought to be every day I'm going to serve him. Every day I'm going to love him. Every day I'm going to worship him. Every day I'm going to walk for him. Let's stand. Praise the Lord. How many love the Lord today? The, the thing is off. Let me ask you something. Unless the Lord changes it, 
Has anybody heard a, ever heard a message on Samson? Heard preaching on Samson? Good. I don't know if I've ever heard one. It's Lord's willing, uh, if the Lord continues, I'm going to talk about Samson tonight. There's a lot of great messages in Samson. Praise God. Lord, we love you, God, and praise you, Jesus, for this day. God, I'm asking you, Lord, to touch God and to move. Let us depart from this place, but not from your presence. God, I'm going to give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor. And God, we're going to praise you in the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.